Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our consideration this morning comes from 1 John chapter 2. We'll be focusing on verses 3 through 11. They are printed on the PowerPoint slides behind me. And before we start, I'm going to read them all the way through just so they are fresh on our hearts and our minds as we speak about them. 1 John chapter 2, beginning at verse 3. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Dear friends, I am not writing to you a new command, but an old one which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But if anyone hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness, they do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Here ends our text. This is God's word. I was told I had the option to sit in the chair, but I'm, I'm just not ready for that, I don't think. So I'm going to, so giving you a little curveball, I'm talking out here. Kim Philby. Now, the name probably means absolutely nothing to you. But the man named Kim Philby was an absolutely amazing man. He is perhaps the most talented spy who has ever existed. He puts James Bond to shame. He started working for British MI6, the British version of the CIA, shortly before World War II. And only in a couple of years, he was at the tippy top as a result of his countless acts of patriotism, dedication, and just pure talent. He started his career posing as a news reporter in Spain, all the while feeding movements of the German troops back to London. And in under one year, he was already the head of all spies in Spain and Portugal. While in this position, he thwarted the Nazis by uncovering a plan of theirs to destroy Allied spy ships in the Mediterranean. And as a result, he was put to be the head of all spies in North Africa, Italy, and Turkey. A couple of years after this, he was promoted to be the chief director of espionage in Washington, D.C., where he was the lead communication between London and Washington, D.C., between the MI6 and the CIA. 
And even while he was here, he uncovered five secret Soviet KGB agents who had been posing as American spies in the CIA. He was so good at his job that he was interrogated multiple times on multiple occasions because they thought there was no way that a single man could get a hold of this much information without cheating or just making up random facts. Countless accolades lined his walls. Everybody in MI6 and the CIA wanted to be Kim Philby. He exemplified every characteristic of what it meant to be a spy for freedom. He was a shining example of dedication, hard work, talent, and freedom. Now, you and I all have groups that we are a part of. They might not be as glamorous as the CIA or MI6, but all of us have our own groups. And in all of these organizations, we have a sense of belonging in and ownership for. We have our co-workers, we have our hobby groups, and we have our families. And in all of these groups, we give off certain characteristics of membership and ownership in these associations. It could be something as simple as sharing a workspace, sharing similar interests, or in the case of your family, sharing a bloodline. And I'm sure you can think of someone in each of those groups which is somewhat similar to Kim Philby. They exemplify every characteristic of what it means to be a part of that organization, that association, or that group. This group of Christians is similar. And in a similar way, all of us exemplify certain characteristics of being a part of this group of Christians. You probably own a Bible, or you know where to find one on your phone or online. You are on a snowy Sunday morning listening to a called worker preach on God's word. You might even go so far as to attend a Bible class on Sunday mornings or during the midweek. And if you're not a member or not a Christian, you still probably have a vague understanding of who Jesus is and a vague understanding of what a Christian looks like. And then you look around and you see those people who seem to do it all. They serve in every capacity that they have. They are faithful. They are the shining Kim Philbys of Christianity. But there's something you need to know about Kim Philby. You see, Kim Philby was not what he seemed. While he had been working for MI6, before he even started working for MI6, he had been a Soviet KGB agent for nearly 10 years. He was a liar. 
he was a fake. For the entirety of his career, he presented himself as a core member of this group, but in reality, he was not. For the entirety of his career, he was taking all the secrets that he learned in London, all the secrets that he learned in Washington, D.C., and he was feeding them back to Moscow. He let them know where the British troops would land. He let them know where the secret spies and agents would be operating. He handed off the names of British and American agents to the KGB to be assassinated. And he even helped to plant KGB agents within the walls of the CIA. No, Kim Philby really wasn't part of the group, was he? Eventually he was found out and he spent the rest of his life in lonely exile in Moscow. So my question for you becomes, do you ever feel like a Kim Philby? Do you ever feel like you're sort of just living a a lie? Do you ever feel like you're not part of the group even though you yourself are surrounded by so many people who are? How are you supposed to know if you are a part of the light or not? Well, 1 John chapter 2 gives it to us with very blunt clarity. 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. Now, if you're anything like me, and you hear those words, and you read those words, they absolutely cut your heart to the core. I claim to be a Christian, but I have done X, Y, and Z. I'm not as good as other people. There are other people who serve in a greater capacity than I. There are other people who are more talented than I. There are other people who have a stronger faith than I. I mean, I I do my best, but I still slip. And if I'm being honest with myself and with you, there are some times where I don't really even try at all. I hear Christ beckon from, from the shores of the Sea of Galilee, follow me, but I don't know if I can. And I know for a fact that I don't live like Jesus did. And when you think of all the times that you've slipped, all the times that you've fallen, all the times that you've sinned, it's almost impossible not to despair. And it's at this point of despair that the devil comes waltzing in and whispers to you all the things that you fear. You claim to be a Christian, but I know that you're not. If you really were Christ's disciple, you wouldn't fall as often as you do. If you really were a follower of Christ, you wouldn't sin as easily as you do. You're a liar. You're a 
fake. I would even go so far as to say that you are a hypocrite, pretending to be something that you know in your heart that you are not. You're just like Kim Philby. And you, just like Kim Philby, should be in exile for all eternity. But it's at this same point of despair that the gospel shines so brightly. It's at this point of despair that Jesus steps in on your behalf. You see, when Jesus stepped into the ministry in broken and humble Galilee, he didn't come preaching a message of condemnation, but a message of comfort and reconciliation. 1 John chapter 2 gives it to us with brilliant clarity. Take a look again at at verse 8. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. You may feel like a Kim Philby, but you're not. You may feel like a fake, but you're not. And that's because of some truths that we know about our Jesus that are objectively true. Jesus, your Lord, came to this earth. Jesus, your God, lived on this earth. Your Jesus spent his entire life as both God and man. Your Jesus lived his entire life without ever one time slipping, without ever one time falling, without ever one time sinning. Your Jesus took every sin that you have ever committed, every sin that you ever will commit, and he took them to the cross. He suffered the pure hatred of the world. He suffered the abandonment of God the Father. He died and rose again. Why? Because your Jesus loves you. Jesus did all this so that when God the Father looks at you, he only sees you through that lens of his perfect son, Jesus Christ. You're not a liar. You're not a fake. You are Christ's disciple. You are in God's light. And that's not for something that you have done. It's all because of what Jesus has already done for you. This grace is divine truth. You hold to that divine truth. Because it is true in Jesus, and we know it is, it is true in you. You are Christ's follower. You are his disciple. There is no exile for you. There is no accusation that Satan can bring against you. You have been eternally exonerated. You are part of the light now, and you are part of the light eternally. It's not some sort of one-time thing or contingent upon your actions or your capacity to love other people. It's something that Jesus did 
for you, and it is true in you. You are free here. You are free eternally. And when you bask in in the glory and the grace of verse 8, everything else just falls into place, doesn't it? When you look at the pits of despair, the darkness that Jesus has brought you out of, you want to shine like the light that you know that you are. When you have heard those horrible and those terrible accusations that the devil has brought against you, you want to shine like the light that you know that you are. Now when Jesus beckons to you, follow me, you no longer have to be scared that you can't. When Jesus says to you, follow me, you can jump, you can shout, you can sing, yes, Lord, I'm here, yes, Lord, I'm ready. When other people hate you, you want to return their hatred with love, remembering how deeply Christ first loved you. We want to obey God's word, not out of fear, but out of love for what that word shows you, namely that Christ has forgiven you. And we can give thanks as a congregation, that we are so blessed to take time and to revel in the grace of God's glory. You are blessed as a church to worship every single Sunday. Every single Sunday you can come to this building and you can bask in the glory of God's grace with other fellow members of the group. Even during the midweek, you can join with hearts and minds with other members of God's family and deepen your knowledge of the scriptures. You have a pastor who is a fellow member of this group who would love to grow and live and learn with you. Those are immense blessings that come as a part of God's family. Don't take them for granted and give thanks for them. But there's a final reason why we live and love as a member of God's light. 1 John chapter 2, verse 11. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. There are still those who are not part of the group. There are still those who don't know what Jesus has done for them. There are still those who don't know that Jesus loves them. You know who they are. And God has put them in your life to know them. Show them how great it is to be a part of God's group. Always point them to the comfort that comes by being a part of God's light. Invite them to church, invite them to a Bible class, or just lend a listening ear to someone who really has no one to listen to. God has blessed you as a congregation and as an individual. You are a part of his group, and you can go and live and love and shine for those people who only know darkness. Now, 
Kim Philby went down as the most notorious double agent of all time. The recordings of his trials are still used for students in the CIA and MI6 as a way to lie and to blend into a group that you are not a part of. But you don't have to be afraid of that. Because of what Jesus has done, you are a part of God's group. You are a part of his light. Live, love, and shine for all those people who don't know it yet, who aren't a part of the group. Always pointing them to the cross and the way that God lives, loves, and shines for you every single day. God bless you as you reflect that in your lives. Amen. We now bring to the altar